So we got somebody special coming to give the word this morning, Jared Lane. He is one of our youth group members, and uh, he is just a phenomenal uh, young person, and I am blessed not just to be his youth pastor, but also his friend. So ladies and gentlemen, Jared Lane. Morning. How's everyone doing? How was everybody's Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, to start, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for making it possible for me to go to Costa Rica last April for my first mission trip. Without the prayers and support from this church, I would have never been able to go. The mission trip was an amazing success, and I've decided to go again April 2020. Some of you have already stepped forward to help me again, and I'm so thankful. I'm not sure exactly if God is calling me to the mission field or into the music field or what exactly, but do continue to pray for me to hear from God about that. Today I'll be talking about having the attitude of gratitude in Thanksgiving all the time. We'll begin with a prayer. Father, we thank you, and we praise you, and we honor your word today. And we come before you with praise and thanksgiving, and we uplift our hearts to you to receive revelation from heaven. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, thanksgiving, whether it be an action or a holiday, is a beautiful reflection of the gospel. The gospel is the message that, one, we are broken people in need of a savior. Two, Jesus stepped in, and he suffered the punishment that we deserved. He shed his blood to cover our sins, and he gave himself. And three, when we receive that, we become new creations. Jesus is what we are all most thankful for. Let us open our Bibles to Romans chapter 1, concerning the developing a life of thanksgiving and gratitude. Further warning, I'm reading from NIV. That will be in page 1116 in your few Bibles. Romans 1, 20 through 22. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Now a fool, the definition of a, of a fool in the Bible is one that they, uh, says there is no God. So this attitude got them to a place where they just acted like there wasn't any God. No praise. They didn't even acknowledge him for what he had did for them. They didn't even praise him. They did not give him thanks for what they did have, and it just kept on and kept on until their, their hearts were darkened. And as you read this, you begin to realize that this was a very, very situation very, very serious situation. Oops. 
But the key is, to this is, going back up to the 16th verse, Romans 1, 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believes, first to the Jew first, and then to the Gentile, for it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So the difference between that and people just didn't acknowledge him at all. It's as if they're, so when they got darkened, it brought them to a place where it looks like to me as if they were in an extreme, serious spiritual situation. Now, a developing life of gratitude and thanksgiving, a life where we are all in giving of thanks mode and consciousness all the time. So like, what do you have to do to do that? You have to renew your mind and to thanksgiving and praise all the time, all the time. Let's turn over and read Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. That'll be on page 1166 in the Pew Bible. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, or in, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you want the peace of God, which passes all understanding, to keep your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus, then you're going to have to have an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving in your prayer life. You're just going to have to... Pray all the time unceasingly. Even when there's a present danger, just start praising God and worship Him and the Spirit and watch the situ situation just turn around. Now we get over to another scripture in the 107th Psalm, verse 1. So please turn there with me if you would. Page 599. I particularly like this, like this verse in the New King James Version, so I'll just read it aloud to you guys. The first verse says, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed say so, of the Lord say so. So how do we say so? In praise and thanksgiving. I am redeemed, praise God, and I thank God for it. I am redeemed from the curse of the law, glory to God. Now you see, the writer of Psalms knew that he was a Jew. He knew he was redeemed from the curse, and he's praising and thanking God for it. Then we go to verse 8 of Psalms 107. It says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul, and fills the hungry soul with goodness. He sent his word. We are redeemed. You can give, you can give God thanksgiving and get full of joy over that. And praise God. This is just one more opportunity to prove his goodness and his word is alive and wonderful. Amen. So, now, the redeemed say so, but how? Through th praise and thanksgiving, of course. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2.14 and then we'll be going over to Acts chapter 16. 2 Corinthians 2.14 will be found in page 11.46. Now thanks be unto God, 
which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest of the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. So thanks be to God who always, always causes us to triumph. Thanks be to God because that's the victory verse. Now, get this. He always causes us to triumph, but who wrote that? Well, the Apostle Paul. So let's go over to the book of Acts, chapter 16, found on page 1099, beginning with verse 1. Page 1099. Verse 1. Then Paul came to Derby and then to Leicester, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. The believers at Leicester and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area. Now, You'll remember what happened here, because the people here got upset. Everybody got upset. So what happened? Verse 19, on page 1100, it says, When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into a marketplace to face the authorities. Pastor Nathan, Pastor Nathan told us about this in a recent series on Acts. Continuing in verse 20, they brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews, and they're throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to, practice, to accept or practice. Verse 22. The crowd joined in an attack, an attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Back in those times, punishments were very cruel, and they were masters at this, and they did this to Jesus as well. You whip a man until he's almost dead, but you do not kill him. You just let him hurt, just deep, deep pain. You beat him nearly to death. Then you put him in stocks where he cannot move and he's bleeding and hurting. As the possession he's in, think about it, he's all bent over and that, and that his back is all ripped up. Back to the scripture. Verse 23. After they, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into a prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet with socks. Verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns, praising to God. You see, that's the praise part. The power is in the praise. When, you, when we pray, we enter into God's presence. When we praise him, we enter and he enters into our presence, and the power is made available. Great power. So Paul and Silas were making a lot of noise about it, a lot of noise. Continuing in verse 25, and the other prisoners were listening to him. Uh, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At, all, at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Now this happened because of praise. I am convinced that the Holy Spirit saw fit to put this in the book of Acts as a type of our midnight at midnight they did this. At the midnight hour of our trials and tests and adversities, the hard and tough stuff that comes, that hurt, the hurt that comes. If we will praise him instead of falling deep into despair or depression, depression, we fight back, we praise him anyways, and he 
he will be there for us even in the midst of our midnight hours. And the only way to get there, just like Paul and Silas, out of the abundance of their heart, their mouths, they prayed and sang and worshipped God. Now here's another thing that is really, really powerful here. That power did not just did not hit anywhere but the prison. It was localized just to that prison. How do we know that? Because earthquakes don't take your chains off. It did not tear the building down, it just loosened their chains. And there was such a presence of God, no nobody could move. So Jesus really is a chain breaker. It is so important that we develop a God inside consciousness. The God they were praising was inside of them. The praise and the worship, he is right there. And the more they prayed and the more they worshiped, the power of God just shook that place, and the power was so strong, nobody could move. And the best thing is, as a result, that jailer and his whole family were saved that night. Continuing in verse 29, the jailer called for lights, rushed, and, and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to them and to all the others in his house. At that night, at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and his whole household were baptized. The jailer brought them into the house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. It is so important that we learn to renew our minds to, uh, to gratitude and thanksgiving. You never know who your attitude of gratitude might touch at just the right moment. Changing your thinking habits takes practice and determination. You can make a chart of these times you will consciously think of God and maybe even set an alarm th until thinking about God becomes a second nature. Consciously think and speak of something about God that makes you thankful. Here's an example of our minder chart. 8 a.m., think about God's love. 10 a.m., think about God's protection. About noon, think about God's creation and his creative power. 2 p.m., think about God's provision. 4 p.m., think about how you can show God's love to others. 6 p.m., think about God's joy and laugh out loud. 8 p.m., think about God's peace. And if you're still awake at 10 p.m., think about resting in God's mercy and grace. And then make this declaration. Every day, all day long, I decide to be thankful for the goodness of God. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, today we give thanks for all the blessings you've given us. We are safe from harm. We have food to eat. And despite the challenges in our lives, we know that we are blessed. One of the things we are most grateful for is Christ's finished work on the cross. We recognize that while we are all still sinners, Christ loved us and gave his life for us. He went through death on the cross so he could have a relationship with you in life, then go to be with you forever. We fall short, but you love, but you love us anyways. We have deep flaws. But when you look at us, you see Christ's righteousness. Bring us closer together as we express our gratitude and thanksgiving for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.